0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element. In so-called democratic societies, and those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. That's a quote from Edward Bernays and from George Orwell. This the further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those who dare to speak it. This is Dane Wiginton with GMDreamWatch.org. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news hour, the bad news broadcast that covers the issues we must understand and face if we're to have any chance of avoiding our collective near-term demise. We are there. Peak everything. Peak willful ignorance. Peak denial. Peak apathy. Peak normalcy bias. Peak confirmation bias. Peak Stockholm syndrome. Peak polarization of the populations peak propaganda by the completely out of control power structure and the most troubling of all the peak willful blindness of populations to the wider horizon to the converging catastrophes that are closing in on all of us by the day and the bottom line factor that will most immediately and completely decide our collective fate is the unfolding abrupt collapse of earth's environments and life support systems No habitat, no humans. All other unfolding threats are directly or indirectly related to this. The planet can no longer support the weight of the human race. The controllers know it. Thus, they are pressing on with their plans at warp speed. You can decide where these puzzle pieces fit into the bigger picture. Again, as you survey the wider horizon, it is imperative to remember and consider that the unfolding and accelerating collapse of Earth's life support systems is ultimately the bottom-line factor, driving all other converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all, including numerous unfolding scenarios of power structure, total desperation. Filling in the blanks on what some of those scenarios are is not difficult if biases, ideologies, preconceptions, and programming are completely abandoned. Let's cover some breaking frontline reports from last week. And as we do so, consider this daring to question official narratives is now being compared to, is now being made synonymous to, being a, quote, conspiracy theorist. And again, those who use that term, those who need jerk with that term when anything unwanted is presented to them in regard to unpleasant information. Those are the most fearful and factless among us in our societies. remember that that 's who uses that term first headline u s Postal Service running covert operations program to spy on american 's social media posts and share with agencies. Imagine that. And I encourage everyone to look up everything I cover on this broadcast. Never, ever have asked anyone to believe anything I state. I'm simply trying to prompt legitimate, objective, honest investigation. From this report, quote, it's a mystery, said University of Chicago law professor Jeffrey Stone, who was appointed by President Obama to review the National Security Agency's bulk data collection program revealed by Edward Snowden. Stone stated, quote, I don't understand why the government would go to the Postal Service for examining the Internet for security issues, end quote. He stated then this, There is no need for the Post Office to do it. You've got FBI, Homeland Security, and so on. I don't know why the Post Office is doing this, Stone added. The alphabet agencies and more. Big Brother, like a headless, heartless, soulless cancer that has metastasized throughout militarized, industrialized societies. On that front and on the same subject covered earlier, this. The CIA was once used to infiltrate the media. Now the CIA is the media. Mainstream media is nothing less than a power structure tool of total propaganda. If you think anyone in mainstream media cares about the truth, think again. They say exactly what they're told to say. Another headline. COVID US. Semicolon. Joe Biden. Biden to urge employers to give workers paid time off to get vaccine. That was from the Daily Mail, UK Daily Mail and other sources. My, how desperate they are to make sure everyone gets that injection. And I'm not just speaking of this administration. The same was true with the previous administration and other crimes with the administrations before that going back a very, very long way. And for those that are finding temporary comfort in the stock market Ponzi scheme of public pacification. You won't like what's coming. You can quote me on that. Headlines on that front. The U.S. government has $6 trillion in assets and $130 trillion in unfunded liabilities. That's not a very good balance sheet, is it? If you stop to think about that, how in debt is every single American? The figures are shocking. I think it's now getting close to seven figures if it was all actually calculated and completely disclosed. More headlines. Post-pandemic boom poised to get smacked with severe shortages. Understand, what's coming is not a bump in the road. It's not a temporary scenario. It is the end of the former paradigm, short of some unforeseen, unknown, outside intervention. Don't count on that we have reached the end of what was and the end will come like a tornado in the night once the links in the chain begin to drop out and they are already beginning to drop out. The resources, the supply chains, all beginning to fragment and fray apart. Another headline, Jamie Dimon says, quote, American dream is fraying on that subject. As a matter of fact, that's a gross understatement and easy for him to say as he does whatever he wants without consequence. That's how the financial elite are treated by the power structure another headline the 2.3 quadrillion global time bomb speaking about derivatives for those that don't know what derivatives are they are nothing they are fabricated assets and if you've never seen how many zeros are behind a quadrillion write it out it's difficult to even think in terms that large Of nothing. It's nothing. The only true resources are tangible, natural resources. Printed money is nothing. And we are perilously close to finding out exactly how true that is. An example I've given in the past, again, the human race, like the occupants of a motorhome that drives far out into a completely scorching, bone-dry desert with a refrigerator full of food and refreshments, and they think they're going to party forever. And when the refrigerator runs out, That's when the fun starts, and we were about there. That's when the chaos and carnage begins in earnest. Another headline, developers flock to cold storage as Americans stock their freezers. A bit along the same lines as what I just described, isn't it? Companies are seeking to build, buy, or invest in the sector despite construction costs that are roughly triple that of an ordinary warehouse, as if building freezers and stocking them up with what's left of the food is somehow going to allow us to continue indefinitely into the future. Total Let's cover a few more important headlines from last week. For those that still cling to the naive notion that technology is going to save us, from the science study publication, quote, human and experimental technology, end quote, the following recent science study report, something to keep in mind. Here's the headline from the report, hepatic injury induced in rats by radio frequency waves emitted from conventional Wi-Fi devices. Here's what the report states, one excerpt from this report. The study data revealed that Wi-Fi exposure leads to severe oxidative stress in rat livers. Furthermore, the report states, Wi-Fi exposure resulted in deleterious effects in liver function and alters its molecular structure. And that is the tip of the iceberg of this report. Simply trying to encourage individual investigation as to what we are not being told. And on that note, this headline from last week, same theme, family sues telecom giants alleging they hid risks of cell phone radiation that caused man's brain cancer. One single example from a very, very long list of such examples. Another headline report also from last week, COVID injection safety studies completely undermined by plans to remove control group from that report, apparently concerned about Risk to the individual only matters when the vaccine makers have everything to gain. By eliminating control groups, we'll have no way of really proving the harm that these vaccines might impart over time, as all participants will be in the same proverbial category. From the report, this, makers of CV19 vaccines are now destroying long-term safety studies by unblinding their trials and giving the control groups the active vaccine, claiming it is, quote, unethical to withhold an effective vaccine. In so doing, they make it virtually impossible to assess any long-term safety and effectiveness and the true benefit versus the potential cost. Here's the irony in this scenario. Vaccine mandates are being justified on the premise that the benefit to the community is more important than an individual's risk of harm. Yet vaccine manufacturers are saying that the participants in the control groups are harmed by not getting the vaccine and saving the individual is more important than securing the data needed to make public health decisions. In regard to available data on this subject... Let me quote some recent information from the VAERS site. That's the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. That's a Centers for Disease Control site. They had received 56,869 adverse events following CV-19 vaccinations, including 7,971 serious injuries and 2,342 deaths, 2,342 deaths. Of those deaths, 28% occurred within 48 hours of vaccination. The youngest person to die was 18 years old. This is data from the CDC website, Centers for Disease Control, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Simply quoting that data, please look it up for yourself. The latest VAERS data, again, Vaccine Adverse Event Reaction System, shows reports of blood clotting disorders after all three emergency use authorization vaccines, emergency use authorization. Understand that the full studies are not even scheduled to be completed on these emergency approved vaccinations till 2023. Remember that from Fox news and other sources. This from last week, Pfizer confirms fake COVID vaccines found in Mexico and Poland, black markets. From the report, this, Pfizer has identified counterfeit versions of its COVID-19 vaccine in Mexico and Poland, the company stated. That's not too reassuring, is it? How about this for reassurance? Vaccine production halts at Baltimore factory. From that report last week, a key contract manufacturer for Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine has stopped making bulk vaccine substances and is... That sounds a little vague, isn't it? Substances and is retaining what's already been made at its Baltimore Bayview factory while U.S. regulators continue inspecting it due to quality problems. The news was disclosed Monday. The FDA declined to comment on how long its inspection will take. Anthony Fauci then stated this regarding the situation that he didn't believe officials would, quote, just cancel Johnson and Johnson the vaccine. Why would they? don't forget, Big Pharma has long since been given total legal immunity from any and all injury or death their injections cause, not theory, legal fact, and has been so since nineteen eighty six another headline same theme from last week. I believe this is from PBS, which is anything but a broadcast in the public interest. PBS is owned by corporate America from bottom to top they're a power structure mouthpiece but there is still information that is of relevance to the overall picture. Here's a headline from PBS last week. Johnson Johnson vaccine pause creates perfect storm for misinformation. I certainly hope everyone can see through that smoke screen, that somehow actual information will create misinformation. No, this is actual information that should be used, that should be publicized, that should be known by all. Such routine contamination on Formulas that are being injected into people, and that clearly there has been adverse reactions to many, according to the CDC's own information. This headline from last week: "Are conversations about COVID vaccines fracturing your family?" Question mark. Here's what you need to know. You can search that and read it for yourself, but certainly that is the case. And how well that serves those in power? Divide. And conquer has always been a core pillar in their strategies. Another headline from last week. U.S. hospitals getting paid more to label cause of death as coronavirus. No secret there. I think most are already aware of that. Simply covering headlines. You decide for yourself where they fit into the bigger picture. Another headline. U.S. states close mass vaccination centers due to falling demand. And now this. COVID injection incentives, tax credits, again, paid leave from work, or just outright paid to get the shot. Shouldn't more stop to consider why those in power in the medical industrial complex are so very desperate to put that shot in everyone, or perhaps two or three shots or more? Question, is their financial push motivated by their deep, caring concern for populations, they being the money printers, who ultimately control the entire matrix? which includes every obedient minion of the system that will do or say whatever they're told to do or say so long as they are promised a paycheck, a pension, and the chance to preserve their personal paradigm for just a bit longer. Where is honor? Where is courage? Where is the love so many claim to have for their posterity? We're drowning in a moralist, virtuous sea of insanity. More headlines. Ontario, Canada has had the longest lockdown in North America, which has been so successful, it's just gone into another one, another lockdown. With that in mind, next headline, also for multiple sources, if lockdowns are needed, why have more people died in states that locked down than those that didn't? There's a question that begs to be answered. Another headline, Canadian government won't show evidence for lockdowns in trial of pastor charged with breaking regulations. Government secrecy getting worse by the day across the board. More headlines. This also from last week. State Department plans do not travel advisory for 80% of countries amid COVID comeback. In spite of all the lockdowns, regulations, protocols, it just keeps going and getting worse. New variants, new surges. It's the Gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Another headline. Mandatory vaccines are, quote, necessary in democratic society, end quote. They don't infringe on human rights, EU court rules. That's from RT World News. I'm not agreeing with that headline, of course. I'm just reading the headline. You decide where it fits into the bigger picture. Next headline from last week. Germany's Merkel pushes for widening of powers as COVID surges. Remember, governments never give back the powers once they have them keep that in mind next headline brain fog how trauma uncertainty and isolation have affected our minds and memory from what we are going through now and how well that serves those in power as well question what happens if and when the plans of the power structure start unraveling and indeed they are do they have a plan b what do you think Consider this headline from last week, The Rising Threat of Nuclear War. From that report, the U.S. has 500,000 personnel and over 800 foreign military bases surrounding both China and Russia. Russia has 14 foreign bases surrounding no one. There is a looming potential that there will be war. There is also a high probability of it going nuclear. No one will win. Hundreds of millions or perhaps billions of people would die in such a war. And considering and remember this again, no matter what it looks like on the surface, every major power is colluding and cooperating on the climate engineering issue, on the C V nineteen issue, and many other issues. It cannot be otherwise. No matter what it appears to be in the surface, there is so much going on behind the curtain in colluding and cooperating between all these major powers and countries around the globe, either actively or passively participating. Many times at the point of a gun. Here's a few excerpts from this report titled The Rising Threat of Nuclear War. U.S. Strategic Command, the branch of the U.S. military responsible for America's nuclear arsenal, tweeted the following on Tuesday, quote, The spectrum of conflict today is neither linear nor predictable. We must account for the possibility of conflict leading to conditions which could very rapidly drive an adversary to consider nuclear use as their least bad option, end quote. Stratcom, i.e. the U.S. Strategic Command, has been preparing not just to use its nuclear arsenal for deterrence, but also to, quote, win a nuclear war, should one arise, from the entirely U.S.-created conditions, which are, in Stratcom's own words, neither linear nor predictable, end quote. Take a moment to stop and ponder that these people that are Part of this cancer, the military industrial complex cancer, not just our country, but every single nation, every single nation's military. They don't consider the consequences of their actions even to themselves, and psychoanalysis bears this out. The common theme in the various forms of mental deficiency in those who crave power and control is a near total lack of comprehension as to the consequences of their actions even to themselves. Are they desperate enough to trigger a nuclear war? to try to then in turn trigger a nuclear winter to slow down the unfolding climate collapse scenario that climate engineering operations are further fueling overall. Short-term, highly toxic regional cool-downs at the cost of the worsened overall warming at the cost of a destroyed atmosphere for the planet, starting with the ozone layer. I'll have a much more in-detailed report on that soon. I have just spent over an hour... In interview and dialogue with the former NASA contract engineer that is metering UV radiation for GeoengineWatch.org, his warnings are beyond dire. If we had no other threat but the collapsing ozone layer, that by itself on the current course will decide our collective futures in the very, very near term. Watch for that upcoming report at GeoengineWatch.org. And in the meantime, please view and share the dimming documentary. Groundbreaking documentary from geoenginewatch.org atmospheric lab testing proving that heavy aircraft are emitting climate engineering elements at altitude. You can find the dimming documentary at the center column on the homepage of geoenginewatch.org. Next headline Biden declares national emergency. U.S. and NATO brand Russia an international pariah. That's the end of the headline. The demonization of any and every country that will not bow to U.S. hegemonic behavior should be expected. Are Russia and China, for example, honest, upstanding, and democratic governments? Of course not. They're completely criminal. But does that alter the points covered? It doesn't. The controllers would like Americans to feel, and unfortunately too many do, that Russia, China, Iraq, and other countries have no right to have their country near an American military base. Does that make any sense? I didn't think it would. Do they put their bases on our borders? None. Never. Ever. Do they conduct military exercises in the Gulf of Mexico or off the coast of California? Would never happen. But somehow Americans think that we have the right to do that elsewhere and that we're doing it under the guise of spreading freedom and democracy at the point of a gun while we're extracting the resources from these countries that can't even feed themselves. That's how the game works. Sorry to shine the real light on the, quote, make America great again, but that is the bottom line factor in the equation. It has always been so. How else can America use 25% of the world's resources while having only 5% of the global population? Do we think all these countries love us so much that they're shipping all the resources to us just because they care for us, just because they're so fond of Americans? It's time for Americans to actually learn history, real history, and how the game is played. In regard to the dropping of bombs, how desperate will those in power become as they increasingly lose control of the narrative and subsequently lose control, period? First, what type of behavior and actions should we expect from the criminals? This headline from last week, drug cartel now assassinates its enemies with bomb-toting drones. With that headline in mind, backtrack to the 2010 U.S. Census that GPSed every doorstep in the U.S. Why? In my personal case, U.S. Census agents hiked into my wilderness home location to GPS my doorstep not once, but twice. Again, why? And I called the Census Bureau and they would not give me an answer. Question, could the controllers be planning to use drones to enforce their push for total control, and thus the ultimate total censorship of any that dare to question? You decide. I'm offering pieces to the puzzle. The listeners can place them where they choose. A few more headlines from last week. U.S. to withdraw from Afghanistan after two decades of war, leaving behind a tortured wasteland, and having accomplished, in essence, nothing. And what about the scheduled departure date? the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Question, how many self-proclaimed patriotic Americans have ever done a moment's honest investigation of what really happened on 9-11? Investigations of the mountains of facts that we were never told. How many have stopped to consider how well this event served the military-industrial complex? It was indeed their new Pearl Harbor, which galvanized the U.S. population into total, blind, unquestioning support for whatever the military-industrial complex wanted. And so it is. If you want to know more about the new Pearl Harbor, search the book with the same name. But is the US actually going to leave? Consider this headline from last week. Quote Biden isn't ending the Afghan war, he's privatizing it. The mercenary forces that serve the Empire. How few Americans stop to think about that, the sleight of hand? Another headline from last week, quote, Are you invading or just lost? Question mark. Russian Navy threatens to ram U.S. warship John McCain after it crosses border near Vladivostok. Again, U.S. and even the U.S. population, too many of them, feel that our military has the right to interfere anywhere and everywhere it wants, to go anywhere, to be anywhere, to conduct military operations anywhere on anyone's border. And we would never allow that. How deep can the hypocrisy go? I'm not a fan of Russia. I'm not a fan of China or any other military. But I'm simply saying, when will the hypocrisy end? When will Americans start to take a good long look in the mirror at what our country has done in our name and how perilous our situation is now with those in power being more desperate than they have ever been before? What buttons might they push now as a least bad option in their eyes? Another headline. Vladimir Putin is ready to roll. Ukraine fears it's on the brink of invasion and nuclear threat. So many in first world nations have been so well trained to discount any such possibility that somehow everything will magically keep going along as it has been, that somehow the planet can continue to function in spite of being looted, plundered, pillaged, and polluted until there's almost nothing left, or that somehow technology again will save the day at the brutal, bitter end. On that note, this headline from last week, the dawn of the e-vehicle battery environmental disaster, discarded even sooner than expected. The notion of so-called renewable energy is anything but. More on that later in this broadcast in celebration of Earth Day. Another headline from last week, hybrid monkey-human embryos created in lab for first time. Some warn Pandora's box has opened. Do you think? How many of these sorts of insane Endeavors will the human race embark on genetically modifying everything, and how well is that going? Genetically modified food that's touted to this day as some sort of saving grace, food that can, under some circumstances, grow twice as fast with half the nutrition. It's far worse for you to ingest twice as many calories for the same nutrition. Where is the benefit? Smoke and mirrors, that's all it is. Another headline from last week Can we reflect sunlight? to fight climate change question mark scientists I aerosol shield for earth aerosol ie atmospheric particulate is the whole of the human race blind still pretending that this isn't going on and has been for 75 plus years let's all keep pretending climate engineering isn't going on in our skies because it's socially unacceptable to do otherwise let's all just keep pretending that somehow we'll click our heels together and end up back in kansas magically that everything will magically work itself out Not going to happen that way. Sorry to say, not going to happen. In regard to unfolding biosphere collapse, what percentage of the planet has already been altered by human activity? The figure is shocking. Stay tuned for this and numerous other breaking frontline reports in a moment. But first, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, And by doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference and reaching a critical mass of awareness. And awareness means a sense of responsibility toward the whole. That is the only way forward in this fight. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 298 in a row, April 24th 2021 this is again the bad news broadcast but it's critical information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course this commercial free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org this news hour is broadcast on am and fm stations in northern california on the east coast in the southern u.s now in chicago san antonio texas tampa florida and if all goes well we Hope to soon have stations in Sacramento, San Francisco, and San Diego. Stay tuned for that. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest GeoengineWatch.org awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Sounding the alarm is our only motivation, our only goal. Those in the rating area of Shasta County, California can pick up free geoengineeringwatch.org materials from the vitamin section at Orchard Nutrition. Another staunch ally in the fight to expose and halt geoengineering is the Gym Fair Group, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E. The next Gym Fair event will be in Santa Rosa, California, May 7th through May 9th at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds. If you're near this event, please go and Get free materials, free org materials from the geoengineeringwatch.org informational booth that is at all gym fair events. If you're there to pick up materials, you can tell the ticket master you can get into the event free. Please get the materials you need to help sound the alarm. A picture is worth a thousand words. These materials are exponentially more effective at waking people up to climate engineering insanity than simply pointing at the sky and ranting. In regard to informational tools, again, the new groundbreaking documentary film on climate engineering operations titled The Dimming is posted on the top of the GeoengineWatch.org homepage. It's in the center column. This documentary film has been made available to view for free. Our only goal, again, is to sound the alarm, to wake populations all over the world to what's being done to them by their governments without their knowledge or their consent. View and share the dimming link with others. Because social media platforms are doing their best to censor this critically important information, the best way to view and share the dimming is by going to the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Help us in this most critical battle to expose and halt the climate engineering insanity. So how bad is it? What are the vast majority of media sources doing their best to deny, ignore, or otherwise lie about? Here are more breaking headlines to consider from last week. As stated before, the announcements. Humans have altered 97% of Earth's land through habitat and species loss. A study published in the Journal of Frontiers in Forests and Global Change presents evidence that only about 3% of Earth's land ecosystems remain untouched by humans. In fact, that's not even true. I wish that were true. There is nothing that is untouched by humans because the contamination Blowing around through our air column has contaminated everything, everywhere. And the single greatest source of toxic particulate contamination, mathematically and statistically, is the climate engineering operations. The stated goal, in the case of climate engineering, of dumping 10 to 20 million nanoparticles of aluminum into the atmosphere annually. And that's not to count the other elements. And polymer fibers, more on that subject later in this broadcast. These elements are ubiquitous all over the globe. They are building up in all of us. They are very bioavailable, meaning easily absorbed. They are very bioaccumulative. They build up in our systems. Easy to absorb and very difficult to get out. Let's cover more headlines of the human race's intervention in every single aspect of the web of life. This headline from last week, 750 million of the first genetically modified mosquitoes to be released in Florida. The report states the effort aims to fight a recent dengue outbreak the report then states the release of genetically modified mosquitoes in the Florida Keys has been met with pushback from some residents. Why wouldn't they be concerned? How does anybody know what the actual repercussions of this will be or what the actual motives are? How do we know? Again, do we think those at the top of the power structure are really here to protect populations so that they can continue to proliferate indefinitely. Those at the top have stated exactly the opposite. Those like Bill Gates, those like Henry Kissinger, stating over and over and over the need to reduce populations. Do we think that the same people at the top of this power structure pyramid are now completely interested in preserving populations so they can continue to proliferate again indefinitely into the future, which the planet clearly can't support any longer? And I'm sorry that that statement is very unpalatable for most, but it's a matter of math. With the current rate of resource consumption, it would take at least five planets to even have what might be sustainable for a more indefinite time. Five. And for those that are still trying to convince themselves that the business usual paradigm that we've all been existing in was sustainable, again, we're back to the Motorhome driving out in the middle of a desert running out of gas and the occupants of that motorhome thinking that they would be able to sustain themselves with whatever's in the refrigerator. That's not a reality. Another headline from last week that's directly related to the ongoing climate intervention operations. Here's the headline. Midwest and Northeast in for a rude awakening as winter returns. This is the engineered winter weather scenarios. So often, in the case of the eastern lower 48 of the U.S., with moisture straight out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico. There's a warm side and a cold side to these, quote, winter storms. The warmer rain magically turns over to snow. That's a term used by the disinformation people at agencies like the Weather Channel who are tasked with covering the tracks of the climate engineers. This is the engineered winter weather whiplash scenarios. While it's 95 degrees in California, it's snowing further east. And now we're in for a cool down in California again. Back and forth and back and forth, the the teeter totter goes as they nucleate patented processes of chemical ice nucleation. They nucleate any moisture they can get aircraft over the top of. Cloud seeding with chemical ice nucleating elements creates a cold, dense layer of air that descends to the surface and creates the illusion of a colder region, even though the air temperatures. Higher up can be much, much warmer still. And overall, the planet is getting far warmer still. Every engineered cool down comes at the cost of a worsened overall warming. And these particulates, some of which they seed as the moisture enters from the West Coast, is drying up that precipitation. And this migrates it further inland where they seed it with other elements to accomplish their agendas. There are many, many layers to the climate engineering operations, many complexities, if you will. But consider this, we face a scenario of humanity versus the planet. Who do you think will prevail in the end? And as all these elements are raining down through the air column, again ubiquitous all over the planet, this headline from last week, more than 50 new environmental chemicals detected in people. How many are we absorbing? Where does the list end? How can we even know without unbelievably extensive testing? We are all soaking up this toxic mess and all of it highly inflammatory to our respiratory system, which, as I've stated in a previous broadcasts, makes us all far more susceptible to any and every form of pathogen, including CV-19. But these elements cause other ailments as well, don't they? And we know this in the case of aluminum. And we know aluminum is in the air column. There's no question about this. We've done some 70 lab tests in Northern California alone. We have lab tests from all over the globe. This is precipitation. If it's in the rain, it's in the air column. We've done atmospheric testing. Aluminum is now ubiquitous in the air column. And what do we have organizations like the Alzheimer's organization doing? The Alzheimer's Association, they are covering up this contamination. They are pretending that Alzheimer's has nothing to do with aluminum. And we have peer-reviewed science studies to prove that it is, in fact, the core causal factor in the case of that disease, as well as other neurodegenerative d- diseases, aluminum, core causal factor, peer-reviewed science studies stating that without aluminum in the equation, there would be no Alzheimer's in a normal human lifespan of up to 100 years. And what happens to the scientists that publish this data? They are immediately defunded. Who sits on the board for the Alzheimer's Association? Members of the aluminum industry. The foxes running the hen houses across the board, and all roads eventually lead back to those who print the money. All roads lead there. Another headline from last week. Why won't Gavin Newsom declare a drought? Question mark. California recall puts him in a tough spot. Gavin Newsom, the power structure tool I've stated on broadcast after broadcast, my Personal communication with and meeting with Gavin Newsom at the Capitol going back now a number of years, about seven years now initially. Meeting with Gavin and his top aide in the Capitol, presenting climate engineering data, and stating that if the climate engineering operations continued, the drought would continue. It cannot be otherwise. What has Gavin done? Nothing but deny. Deny, deny, doing exactly what he's told to do. From this report, Governor Gavin Newsom stood on a boat ramp at Lake Orville on Tuesday, a boat ramp that couldn't reach the water because the reservoir was nearly 60% empty. Gavin acknowledged what many Californians already know. He said, quote, we're in the second year of these drought conditions. He said, second year? What planet is Gavin living on? Science studies state, and I have covered in previous broadcasts, that we are now in a drought that's statistically at minimum, the worst in twelve hundred years. But Gavin says it's just the second year. Newsom, who was in Orville to sign a bill appropriating five hundred and thirty six million in wildfire prevention funds, we're certainly going to need those, said he isn't ready to declare an official drought emergency as his predecessor did six years ago. Instead, Gavin promised he can manage the situation without resorting to an emergency declaration, which could help his administration clamp down on water use. Gavin Tell the truth. If you have even an ounce of honor in you, Gavin, stand up and tell the truth. You know exactly what's going on and you know exactly why it's going on because I told you so to your face in your office at the Capitol. Gavin went on to say, quote, we are on top of this. We are mindful of the urgency, he said. Gavin, again, tool for the power structure, no honor, no virtue, no morality. The report states a drought declaration could be political fraught for Newsom, who faces likely recall elections after this year. By imposing strict rules on consumption, he could anger pandemic-worry voters who might bristle if told to scale back on watering their lawns, something that happened during the last drought emergency. Very perplexingly, Californians, Northern California specifically, don't seem to care what's going on. They're too caught up on other distractions because I've been warning in Northern California for about... 15 plus years on this specific issue. I put full page ads in the Northern California paper that this would come, that this would happen. Those ads are posted on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the activist materials sections. Trying to sound the alarm, Spent Watch.org has spent tens of thousands of dollars, near six figures, distributing our color glossy materials in newspapers around Northern California, including Sacramento, including Santa Rosa, and other communities, warning that this would happen. And yet, where is the reaction? Where are the protests? Where are the community gatherings to try to bring to light the ongoing climate engineering atrocities? Where is the public outrage? Here's a final statement from this article about Newsom. Newsom and his top advisors won't identify specific thresholds for declaring a drought emergency, but they say they're ready to act quickly. What a pack of lies that is. Another headline to outline just How dry it is. This is a follow-up on what I covered last week. Here's the headline. Lowest moisture levels we've ever seen, exclamation point. And that is referring to the foliage in California. It is still spring. Lowest moisture levels ever in many organisms. And Newsom says there's no emergency. Another headline from last week, same theme. Western U.S. states prepare for first ever water shortage declaration. Covered part of that last week. Hoover Dam hydroelectric generation at risk. It's going to stop geoengineering radically impacting all three forms of alternative energy. Don't want to call it renewable because it's not truly renewable. From that report, as the man-made lakes which store water for millions of people in the western United States are projected to shrink to historic lows in the coming months, state officials prepare for what could trigger the first ever federally declared water shortage, which would prompt cutbacks in water usage in Arizona and Nevada. Make no mistake, it's coming for California as well. Another headline, same theme. Farmers warn that the mega drought in the western U.S. threatens to cause devastating crop fair failures in 2021. It's already happening again i just toured many of the agricultural areas in parts of northern california and the foliage is being scorched in spring summer is going to be unbelievably horrific especially with no water to put on these orchards on that note here's an excerpt from the report if you live anywhere in the western half of the country you should brace yourself for severe water restrictions the report states And all of us need to brace ourselves for much higher prices at the grocery store. For decades, the western half of the country was blessed with unusually high levels of rainfall, but that wasn't going to last forever. Again, making it sound like this is all some natural cyclical pattern, which couldn't be further from the truth. There can be no discussion about the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering operations and every other form, ultimately, of human activity that affects the energy balance and the hydrological cycle of the planet. You can't just loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute the planet without repercussion. The report then states, now dust bowl conditions have returned and farmers, ranchers, and local authorities are starting to panic, the report states. As this mega drought continues to intensify, life is going to dramatically change in the western half of the nation, and that is going to deeply affect all of us. I encourage, I challenge, I beg, I plead, anyone, everyone, please search engineered drought catastrophe, Target, California, and see exactly what I said on film and on the record now seven years ago, and in other occasions 12, 13 years ago, please, please, Search the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Here's the bottom line. The weathermakers have been and are continuing to completely disrupt the flow of precipitation into the western U.S. and countless other regions around the world. They can continue to block our rain for as long as they choose. Though the agendas and objectives can be disputed, the facts stated about climate engineering's effect on the hydrological cycle are inarguable. org has, again, for many years, tried desperately to sound the alarm about this and other. Primary climate engineering scenarios like the now constant engineered winter weather whiplash, chemical ice nucleated cool downs, whenever and wherever climate engineers can come up with enough moisture to do so. For example, in Northern California in recent days, we were in the 90s with scorching UV radiation. And now, as a bit of moisture is scheduled to pass over the parched North State, we're told the temps will drop nearly 50 degrees. And for the California summer, again, the climate engineers are again setting the stage for epic incinerations. Earth Day was last week. And what a farce that whole event has become. So many organizers pretending to care about the planet while refusing to even mention the single most environmentally destructive human activity of all, climate engineering. So many think happy thoughts, Pollyanna sagas being pumped out, by the power structure for example the nfl is now in the environmental business we're told on the weather channel they had a theaterized film clip a project to make a hundred yards of artificial reef in florida and it seems we're all expected to find hope in that And then to ignore the tens of thousands of miles of dead and dying coastlines all over the world. Now nearly 500 massive dead zones in the oceans. The oceans are rapidly converting to what's known as Canfield Ocean, a superheated, stratified, oxygenless, lifeless dead zone. That's what our oceans are becoming. And we're supposed to find hope in some NFL propaganda. Let's build 100 feet of artificial reef As if that's going to make a speck of difference in the overall scenario, focusing on thinking happy thoughts won't save us. And then again, there is the lie of so-called renewable energy. My background and my home, fully off-grid, wind, solar, and hydropower, on the cover of the world's largest renewable energy magazine. But all three forms of the so-called alternative energy, not renewable, is being radically hampered by climate engineering operations, which overall... On a global scale is reducing sun, direct sunlight, wind, and overall precipitation. Yes, there is deluge in many, many locations. That's what disruption of the hydrological cycle means, creating drought and deluge. But overall, the particulates being sprayed in the atmosphere that are part of solar radiation management operations are thwarting the hydrological cycle and reducing overall evaporation which reduces overall planetary precipitation, and that is the myopic objective of the climate engineers to reduce atmospheric water vapor. But that is, again, cutting one's nose off to spite one's face. If they disrupt the hydrological cycle, they're killing forests, they're shredding the ozone layer, they're contaminating the entire planet. That is not a cure to climate change. That is a certain near-term death sentence. If climate engineering is not exposed and halted, mathematically, statistically speaking, we have no chance, not even in the near term. And that is not to say that if climate engineering is stopped, that we're by any stretch out of the woods. We face countless challenges. We are through the guardrail. We have the nuclear issue. We have the destruction of the forest. Where would I start? We've decimated the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. But climate engineering... In particular, as a single part of this equation, is the single biggest slice of this equation. If we can expose it and stop it, we could at least buy time. Drought to deluge, fires to floods. The hand of climate engineering is interwoven with all of it. From multiple sources last week, low rainfall leaves Mexico City residents delivering water by donkey. How long do we think that's going to last? From the report states this climate change could make the situation worse researchers have estimated natural water availability for the city could fall by 10 to 17 percent by 2050 as temperatures rise what a pack of nonsense all this is first of all again the single biggest drought causing factor on the planet is climate engineering because the atmosphere holds seven percent more moisture for a degree of sea warming which means it must rain more overall on a warming planet and it's not why not and why not is because climate engineering and academia is betraying the entire human race by not stating so. And this estimation that some of the water supply could fall 10 to 17 percent by 2050, we won't be here. On the current trajectory, that is a mathematical, statistical certainty. None of us will be here. These projections are meaningless. They're simply designed to pacify populations into thinking of the problems out there somewhere over the horizon when it's kicking the front door in right now. From last week, this headline from Climate Action Network and other sources, climate heating may speed up to unexpected levels. How long has geoengineeringwatch.org stated that on the record? How long? How many years have we said it's far worse than anything we're being told? We said it over and over and over. Now, the only reason that some mainstream sources are admitting to it is because they can't hide it anymore. Another headline from last week when the ice thaws ocean levels rise and four new studies show climate heating can happen fast. Again, that's a different headline from last week. Please research these headlines, learn more. Another headline from last week, Moscow breaks 140-year high temperature record. It's happening everywhere and that's with them falsifying the temperatures to the downside, not the upside as so many would like to believe. And through it all, again, the chemical ice nucleation operations continue. This headline from last week, on that note, watch icy flood flow through Saudi Arabian desert. A flow of ice flowing through the desert from a flash precipitation event that was heavily chemically nucleated. These events are absurd, and we have the so-called meteorological community pretending it's somehow natural or somehow a result of global warming. It's total nonsense. It's climate engineering. Now this headline, Global Mass Extinction Set to Begin by 2100 Study Finds. If only that were true. If only we had anywhere near that much time. We are neck deep in global mass extinction right now. And statistically, mathematically speaking, we're not going to make the end of this decade. Not if we remain on the current course. Another excerpt from this completely ridiculous so-called science study. They state this, "...mathematical formula based on previous mass die-offs suggests Earth is set to cross a threshold of catastrophe by the end of the century." Here's some statistics. On the current trajectory, we face zero hour for no functional wildlife left on the planet. By 2026, we've already lost 80 to 90% of Earth's insect populations. We've lost 90% of the pelagic fish populations. And we are told, we're expected to believe that we have till the end of the century before we have to start thinking about any of this. Total betrayal from the so-called science community, from the so-called experts on so many fronts. The human race is drowning in a sea of total deception. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book has been rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And that process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except the endless present in which the party is always right. That is a quote from George Orwell. And now here's a quote From Voltaire, who stated this so long ago, quote, it's dangerous to be right when the government is wrong. And this, also from Voltaire, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. How is it that those in power are able to carry out their agendas over and over and over? This is how, with the active or passive support of the majority population. There is no other way, only This way. Again, those in power couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. When will this scenario be broken? When? After impact at full velocity, when nothing, absolutely nothing, is left to salvage, how many, even now, are desperately clinging to a former reality that was never sustainable in the first place and is crumbling by the day? As I've shared in the past, when I was a small boy, I would watch every single environmental documentary there was, over and over, and during one, I viewed a monkey that was caught and subsequently consumed by the hunters. They, the hunters, would tie a clear glass jar around a tree, they would place an enticing fruit inside the jar and wait. The monkey couldn't resist that fruit. He reached in to grab it, and then he could no longer get his hand out of the jar, and as the hunters approached, the monkey screamed and wailed and thrashed about, but he wouldn't let go of this fruit, and thus the monkey's life was brought to an abrupt and unpleasant end. This all seems so profound to me, even at a very young age. It seems so applicable to so many human scenarios, more so now than ever before. We are almost out of time if we the human race remain in the current course the story will very soon be over if however a critical mass of the population summons the courage to fully face the horizon and fully mobilizes in the last hour attempt to meet it head on who can say what profound good we may yet accomplish even at this late hour by our combined efforts a quantum leap in the right direction is still possible We will never know, though, unless we try, with every fiber of our being. Make your voice heard in this most critical battle to sound the alarm. See the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geodringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help. Share credible data from a credible source. Please help us to circulate the dimming documentary. We must make every day count. Time is not on our side. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geodringwatch.org.